First of all, I'd just like to welcome all of you to IMS and to this weekend, and also to introduce Carol Wilson, who's very kindly offered to work with me on this weekend, as it was unexpectedly large. This evening, I'd like to <clears throat> talk a little bit about both the practice and the theme of this retreat, the direction of this retreat, the ways in which we'll be working together. Meditation is an art. Like any other art, its development calls for both love and discipline. It is those qualities that we bring to our own practice that makes meditation, the practice of meditation, a journey of understanding and a journey of creativity. It's the qualities of love and discipline that we bring to our meditation that enable us to discover the joy and the richness of being present of being awake and conscious in the moment and discover the richness of being clearly attuned inwardly, attuned to our own being and attuned to each moment that we experience in our lives. The path of meditation practice is not always an easy path. Sometimes we find ourselves encountering our own doubts, particularly if you are new to IMS or new to the practice. You come into the building, you see the Buddha statues, you may have seen one or two yogis walking very slowly around and wondered what's happened to them and whether it will happen to you too. Sometimes you may see this environment and the silence of this practice and question its relevance in your own life, whether it has meaning for you, whether it offers anything to you. And at times in our practice too, we do at times encounter doubts in ourselves, wondering whether we're able even to do this practice wondering whether we have the commitment, the resources to develop this practice in the way that it seems to call upon us, upon our inner resources. There is no sure, not any sure formulas for success in meditation practice. Such things don't exist. And at times that leaves us in a place of anxiety because often in our lives we demand formulas. We rely upon theories about how to be successful in what we do. Meditation is not concerned with success. It's an irrelevant word. We're not concerned with producing good meditations, with producing a, a model of ourselves as being a good yogi. We're concerned here in this retreat, connecting inwardly with being awake in the moment, with understanding what wisdom is, with understanding what compassion is, 
with understanding what clarity is. And there's truly no way to measure that development. There's no way that anyone outside of ourselves can measure that inner development. This practice is also a path of joy. To experience just one moment of true peace, of true clarity, of serenity, those moments speak with their own truth. Those moments speak to us of the significance of developing this art of being conscious, of being clear, of developing our own wisdom and compassion. In meditation practice, I feel we are seeking essentially to make something visible, not visible just for others, but we're seeking to make something visible inwardly. We're seeking to make visible to ourselves a clearer and deeper understanding of who we are, our own possibilities, our own potential. We're seeking to make visible to ourselves a way of being in the world, a way of relating to all of life, where there's a fullness of sensitivity, where there's a fullness of love and compassion. We're seeking to make visible to ourselves a way of living in accord with inner wisdom and compassion. That inner vision, that inner understanding, we know it is not something that can be produced. The world that we live in is filled with prescriptions for living. You go into any bookstore and you'll find shelf after shelf of books about how to do things in your life how to be happy, how to be successful, how to have good relationships. You can even find a book that will give you all the answers to every Zen koan that's known. (laughs) The world is also filled with authorities who seemingly will gladly and happily tell us how to live, what we should become, what we should aspire to, What's important to seek in our lives? Amidst all the prescriptions and all the authorities, I feel our own life experience tells us that those prescriptions and authorities cannot truly offer us answers to the questions that are important to us. All the prescriptions, all the formulas can't tell us how to be awake how to be conscious, how to be free inwardly, can't tell us or present us with a formula of how to live with the fullness of love and of compassion. Neither does meditation make any promise that it has a wealth of solutions and answers to our questions. But what our practice here does What being here with ourselves in silence does is that it reminds us to ask the questions that are important. Our practice offers us tools to be present. It 
it's a vehicle that can offer us tools to be present and to be connected inwardly. We have the tools. We have the vehicle of this retreat. We have a direction for our practice, which is wisdom and compassion. And we have ourselves. And it's the very qualities that we bring to our practice that very much molds the flavor that our practice takes. It's the love and the discipline that we bring to this practice that makes it truly an inner journey rather than a mechanical exercise. It's the openness, the sensitivity that we bring to this practice that makes it meaningful rather than just a ritual or a performance of something. It's our willingness to see, our willingness to listen inwardly that can make even the very short time of this retreat into a profound and meaningful experience rather than just a little time out in our lives. Our practice, meditation practice, is something like a silent instrument. It is a mirror for us in which we see ourselves reflected more and more clearly. As we see into the moment, as we see clearly into each moment, without judgment, without prejudice, without distortion or projection, then we find emerging within ourselves a clearer and clearer connection with actuality. And out of the clarity of that connection, there emerges wisdom and there emerges compassion. And that is essentially what this practice is all about. It's very important to remember in coming into a retreat that we don't have a special meditation mind that is revealed to us only in retreats. What unfolds within ourselves in this retreat is what unfolds in every other area of our lives. But we are still here. We are silent. And so what unfolds within ourselves is seen increasingly clearly. The understanding that comes, the wisdom that emerges, the insights that come, our lives reflect those same understandings and those same insights. It is just that in the busyness of our lives, we don't always take the time to see. In the simplicity of this environment, it is difficult not to see. It is difficult not to see what moves us, what molds us, what the changes that we go through. In the rest of our lives, it's very easy to avoid ourselves. In a meditation retreat, it's extraordinarily difficult to avoid ourselves. If you find yourself standing in front of the notice board, endless hours during the day, having memorized all the notices, or the signs, and the route maps, and who's got notes and who doesn't got notes, it's hard not to hear the voice inwardly that says, 
What am I avoiding? What am I? Why am I filling myself up? Why am I distracting myself? The simplicity of this environment is precious and it is unique. It's a vehicle that helps us see clearly. Love and discipline. What's their importance in this practice? What do they even mean in relationship to this practice? In my understanding, love is an essential ingredient in deepening in meditation. It is love that impels us to action in our lives. It's love that impels us to care about the quality of our inner lives, the quality of our relationships. It's love that inspires us to yearn for a way of living that knows a fullness of compassion and integrity. It is love that inspires us to be clear inwardly, to clear within ourselves whatever distortions exist that handicap us in living in a way which is in accord with peace, with integrity and with dignity. Love, I feel, is, being, is born of being clear about what we do actually value. Many of us in our lives have had to reassess what is important to us, what is significant to us, and where we find all of that which is important and significant to us. In our culture, so many goals are set forth. And so often the goals that are set forth are ones that aspire towards gaining both security and happiness. And traditionally in our culture, security and happiness has been said to be found in having the ideal lifestyle, the ideal job, the ideal relationship. Many of us have spent a lot of energy pursuing security and pursuing happiness and have come to understand that we do live in a world which is insecure. Have come to understand that many of the promises about happiness, where it lies outside of ourselves, are promises that are at times very empty. We've often come to understand through our own life experience that security and happiness don't actually lie outside of ourselves. We've had to redefine even what security means for ourselves. We've had to redefine what happiness means to us and where we find it. If we see, if we have come to understand that possessing, accumulating, depending, attaining, are no surety against fear, are no surety against unhappiness, then I feel we've come to understand the importance of turning inwardly, the importance of connecting with the quality of our own being, the quality of our own lives, 
we've come to understand that if we wish to know peace in our lives, we need to know it within ourselves. If we wish to know sensitivity in our lives and in our relationships, we need to know it within ourselves. If we wish to live a life of understanding, we need to have a foundation of understanding within ourselves. It is, I feel, our very love of freedom, our love of peace, our love of understanding that does inspire us to turn inwardly. Without that love of freedom, of peace and understanding, we just continue a kind of frantic searching in the world from things, from objects, from attainments to discover all of that. It is our love of freedom and peace and understanding that inspires us to turn inwardly, to question whether peace, whether love, whether understanding can actually be separate from this moment. Can peace, can sensitivity actually be separated, be divorced from our way of seeing this moment, from our way of being in this moment? It is such an important question to ask of ourselves. Is peace, is sensitivity, is love, are they things that exist in the future for us? Or are they now? Do they lie in the quality of wakefulness, the quality of being conscious that we can bring to being present in this moment? If we have a love of peace, then we treasure the path to peace. And part of treasuring that path to peace is in our willingness to be present with ourselves, to be present in a caring way, If we wish for peace, then we must also learn to travel this path of meditation in a peaceful way. It's so easy for people, for many people, to turn meditation into a kind of battleground, something that you must prove yourself in, something that that is a kind of test. It's so easy for us to bring so many expectations of ourselves into a retreat. I should be like this, I should be like that, I should be peaceful, I should be clear all the time, seeing with judgment, with distortion, with prejudice. Learning to travel this path in a peaceful way is learning about how to be open-hearted and how to be mindful, how to welcome each moment in an open-hearted and mindful way, how to meet ourselves in an open-hearted and mindful way, Peace lies in our way of seeing and our way of being in this moment. All that we actually need for transformation lies in this moment itself. In this moment, we have life, we have love, we have creativity. In this moment, we have the capacity to be aware and we have the capacity to be awake. This is all that we need to do, all that we're asked to do, all that we actually can do to be awake and to be present with what is, with ourselves. And that is what our weekend will be about, learning how to be open-hearted and mindful, learning how to be awake and to be present. 
The love that we bring to this practice is also strengthened by the discipline that we bring. So often we have very negative associations with discipline because too often in our lives discipline is something that's been imposed upon us by someone else. It's been used in a distorted way or we've used it ourselves in a suppressive way. But to me this is not true discipline. To me true discipline is actually a way of focusing love. Discipline is born of our commitment to our own possibilities, to our own potential. Discipline is born of our interest in understanding what it means to be awake. Discipline is born of our commitment to being free and to being conscious. And discipline is born inwardly. It's not ever something I fear that is imposed. In this weekend together, we'll use some very simple meditation practices that are really just guides that direct us to being more present, to being more awake. And our practice really are, is a reminder to be conscious and to be aware. It would be very simple. We don't engage in anything terribly esoteric or um, complicated or anything very mysterious in a weekend retreat, nor in a longer retreat. So it's a very simple practice. We'll be primarily uh, alternating this retreat, sitting and walking meditation. The sitting practice, first of all, I'll just speak a little bit about how you may sit. Um, I happen to sit on the floor because it's very comfortable for me to do so. It doesn't mean that it is for you. And sitting cross-legged or full lotus is not a more direct path to enlightenment. It's very important that you feel comfortable in your body, that you feel at home in your body. Now that does not mean bringing your sleeping bag into the meditation room and your pillow and curling up. Because our bodies, it's very important that we express in our bodies a sense of alertness and clarity and balance. But you need to find that in your own posture. You need to find that very clearly within your posture. And it's worth experimenting with. Perhaps one thing that is most important in your sitting is that your back is straight. Because a a kind of very um, bent back is really a direct path to pain. So I would suggest sitting with your back straight, finding a position for your legs that, that you're easy with. You know, we don't need to go out, don't expect to go out of a weekend, you know, with a great yogic posture, you know, full lotus. Be comfortable in your body, be relaxed, and that knowing in that relaxation also what it feels like to be alert. In the sitting practice, we'll be working primarily with the breath. When I first began to teach, I used to suggest that people were always present with their breath in their nostril area, till some people told me they couldn't feel their breath in their nostril area. So I suggested maybe we should try the breath in the abdomen, and for some people this was wonderful, and for some people it was a disaster. And what has actually become clear is I don't know where you most clearly feel your breath. I mean, I know where I feel my breath, but clearly I can't know where you feel your breath. And what I would like to suggest that you do is get in touch with your breath, not have some model about where you should be experiencing your breath. 
You can feel your breath. It is there. It's one of our constant companions. And I would like you just to tune into the experience of your breath. If you're accustomed in this practice, you've done this practice before, and you're accustomed to being with your breath in your abdomen, wonderful, continue. If you're accustomed to being with your breath in your nostrils, wonderful, continue. If you're not accustomed to being with your breath anywhere, then I would suggest that you spend the first sitting this evening just being aware of the whole movement of your breath and being clear about where you most clearly experience your breath in your body, and then bring your attention to rest there. What is not helpful is jumping around, you know, a little bit up your abdomen, a little bit in your nostrils, a little bit somewhere else, you know, wondering where else you might feel your breath, you know, and being a wonderful explorer inwardly. Try not to jump around. Be clear this evening about where you seem, if it's not totally visible, where you seem to most clearly feel your breath, either in your nostril area or your abdomens, and just your abdomen, bring your attention just to rest there. Now, that sounds very simple. What will happen, probably for many of you, is that your attention will rest there for a moment, and then it will find somewhere seemingly more interesting to be with thoughts, with fantasies, with daydreams, with body sensations, with sounds. It will find many places that seem very interesting to be. When your attention moves away from your breath to something else, it is a movement of attention, be aware of where you are. If you're with a body sensation, be clearly acknowledge you're with a body sensation return to your breath. If you're with a feeling, an emotion in your body, you might be clearly aware of it. Just acknowledge it, return to your breath. If it's with a thought, don't get involved in the story of it. Don't look for why it's there or where it might go in the future. Just acknowledge it as a thought and return to your breath. It's very helpful not to get involved at this point in the retreat with stories. And it's like the story that the, that the Buddha told about the, the fellow in the forest who got shot in the arm by an arrow. And he was lying there with this arrow in his arm. And he began saying, I wonder who shot that arrow. I wonder kind of wood this arrow is made out of. You know? I wonder why they shot this arrow. I wonder how long this arrow is going to be here. Huh? You just see it as an arrow and deal with it as it is. Huh? Not with the stories. Just come back to your breath. Use that as your anchor in the present moment. Just clearly attune to it, aware of your incoming breath, your outgoing breath, aware of where your attention is when it's not with the breath. This practice is an insight meditation practice. We're very concerned with where we are in the moment where we are being clearly aware of where we are in the moment. Being with your breath as much as possible. When you're not with your breath, being aware of where you are. Letting your breath have its own rhythm, its own depth, not please using any um, pranayama techniques or anything else, just the very simplicity of your breath. There will be times in the meditation when I mentioned a few reminders about returning to your breath. They're just helpful at times when you're gone, gone, gone. 
somewhere. <laughs> well, so we're doing some walk-in meditation practice. The walk-in walk practice can take place, please, anywhere in the meditation, but in the meditation room. If you feel that you are feeling rather distracted and spacey, it will probably be more helpful to do your walking meditation inside in one of the walking rooms. And to remember in the walking meditation, we're not actually going for a walk. We're just doing walking meditation practice, which is just another form of developing the art of being present and awake and attuned to the moment. You don't need a lot of space for walking meditation. The width of this room, half the width of this room, is plenty of space. I would suggest in the walking meditation that you walk with your eyes open. There's been one or two rather unfortunate incidents of people walking off edges of things. So do walk with your eyes open. Try not to walk in a way in which you know you're constantly sort of crossing people's paths. It will only lead to lots of annoyance. With the walking meditation, please just radically slow down. Radically slow down the movement of your body. In the walking meditation, the attention goes away from the breath, leaving the breath and just bringing your attention to the contact of your feet on the ground. The sensation of your feet touching the ground, lifting, moving through the air, touching the ground. Just keeping your eyes just gently focused in front of you. In the walking meditation, you don't really need to check out how everybody else is walking or anything else. Just keeping it very simple, very slowed down. At times, when you're, if you're new to the walking meditation or your mind is quite busy, which it often is when you begin a retreat, try doing the walking meditation in three parts. Begin just perhaps one, one length of your walking space, just walking at a normal pace. And then just slow down to half a normal pace. Walk like that a bit. And then radically slow down so that every movement is a movement of sensitivity. Every movement is a movement of sensitivity. Being aware that each moment that we are really attentive, in that moment we are truly sensitive. And this practice is all about being sensitive inwardly and outwardly being aware of your feet touching the ground, just the sensation of that. Mindfulness is the application of attention. Mindfulness is the application of sensitivity. This is a practice, I feel it could be described as a practice in which everything matters. Everything is important. Everything is significant. How you dress yourself, how you lay down in your bed, how you eat your food, how you walk around the building, how you come in and out of the meditation room is just as important and just as worthy of attention as the time we might spend sitting or doing walking meditation. Every moment is truly worthy of our sensitivity, truly worthy of our attention, and it's the attention and the sensitivity we bring that makes each moment rich and meaningful. Slowing down can happen right from now. Huh? Remembering that this weekend, it's a gift to yourself. It's a gift, simply a gift to yourself. Huh? There's no pressures, no busyness, no hurry, no deadlines to meet. 
And often we bring that in from the rest of our lives, that kind of busyness in a habitual way. And one way of really just stepping out of it is right from this evening just to slow down and bring mindfulness to being present in the moment. Slow down in everything, how you move about the building, how you undress for bed. Just slow down and relax and settle into everything that you do so that there's a true feeling of connection, a true feeling of being present. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.